It's official. Martin Odegaard is an Arsenal player. Welcome to the Arsenal. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, And on this edition, we're going to be discussing the news that Martin Erdegaard has joined Arsenal on loan. The deal is done, complete, official. Um, Arsenal released uh, the information Around about, I think it was probably about an hour ago now. Unfortunately, I was in meetings, so I couldn't jump on straight away. But we are here now and we're going to be discussing uh, Martin Odegaard's arrival. We're going to be talking a little bit about what he's going to bring to the table at Arsenal. We'll be getting your thoughts in the live comments section as well. So I'm very, very much looking forward to this show. Don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the like button. Um, Subscribe to the channel if you're new as well. We love to have uh, you joining us. So uh, make sure you get involved. And uh, let's uh, let's start talking about Arsenal's brand new signing, Martin. It's actually pronounced Erdegaard. And I got that on good authority yesterday from Norwegian uh, journalist Jonas Yeva. He's an expert on all things Spanish football and, of course, Norwegian football. He joined me on our members-only piece of content uh, to, to discuss uh, what Martin uh, or. Erdegaard, I should say, is going to bring to the table. It was a really, really good piece. Uh, really, uh, there was a lot of insight. If you're interested in checking that out and you want to become a member, click on the link in the description. It will take you to our membership page. And from then on, you can, um, uh, from there on, sorry, you can have a look at the three tiers that are available and decide which of those, if any of them appeal to you. And you can get access to our members only content. Uh, let's say a big hello to everybody joining us in the live chat right now. A uh, big hello to Pierre, to Graham, to Ashton, to Robin, uh, who's joining us from Sweden. He says, afternoon, Harry, uh, from Sweden. Hope you're well, bro. Hope you're good too, mate. Uh, Russ Morgan says, great signing. Um, Ashton says he tries to watch one of the streams a day. Thank you so much, mate. Really appreciate it. Big hello to Banos, to Omar, uh, celebrating his birthday, uh, by the way. Happy birthday, Omar. Uh, big hello to Dread Angel. Um, who else we got here? To Kai Hin, who says, Afternoon, Harry. Good game. Three points and a transfer in what next? Three points against Man United. Hopefully, that would be nice. Uh, Banos says, uh, Ever since I've started watching the Chronicles, Arsenal has been performing well. Coincidence? No, not at all. Because we breathe positivity here. That's what we do. Uh, big hello to Nadine as well, joining us. Uh, Junior Gunner says, Harry, you beautiful bastard. Thank you. I uh, don't know where that come from, but cheers. Uh, big hello to Ebby. Um, <laughs> Talal sure says, uh, if I see one more person saying welcome with the, the sort of the line through the O like it is on Erdogan's name, then he might shoot himself. Don't do that. Uh, it's not that serious. It's not that deep, honestly. Uh, Billy Anderson says, very clever business. Hope it works out. Completely agree. Um, and a big hello to everyone else in the chat. We'll come back to the chat box uh, in a little while. But let's uh, go through uh, the official announcement. Of course, all the pictures have been done. All the, the various uh, bits and pieces have been done. He's given an interview uh, to Arsenal as well, which we'll, we'll touch on in a little bit. But let's just go through quickly what 
Edu has said um, and what Mikel Arteta has said in light of the, uh, the the signing all being confirmed. Technical director Edu says, we're delighted to welcome Martin to the club until the end of the season. I would like to thank everyone at Real Madrid and Martin's representatives for their collaboration in making this loan move happen. Martin is an exceptional talent and we are strengthening our squad by introducing an exciting offensive player to the club for the remaining months of the season. Uh, on the player, Mikel Arteta, said this. It's great that we've secured Martin to come to us until the end of the season. He's, of course, a player that we all know very well. And although still young, he has been playing at the top level for a while. Martin will provide us with quality offensive options. And we're all excited to be integrating him into our plans between now and the end of May. Just a little bit of a blurb. On Martin Odegaard, the attacking midfielder, began his career in Norway with uh, Stromsgodset. I think I've probably said that wrong, but whatever. Uh, made his debut as a 15-year-old in April 2014. Man, that makes me feel old. Uh, becoming the youngest ever player to feature in the top division. Um, after featuring regularly, uh, he ended up joining Real Madrid and subsequently became their youngest player in May 2015. In the three seasons from 17-18, Martin spent loan spells with Heerenveen and Vitesse Arnhem in the Netherlands and then last season back in Spain with Real Sociedad where he helped the club reach the final of the Copa del Rey uh, and also qualify for the Europa League. He's 22 years old and has made 25 appearances for Norway, uh, making his debut in August 2014 when he became the youngest debutant for his country's senior national team at the age of 15 years and 253 days. Wow. Uh, he's also going to wear the number 11 shirt, but that's kind of been the worst kept secret today, hasn't it? Because we saw, um, you know, we saw a, a bit of a leak. I think Arsenal made a bit of a mistake, didn't they, on the uh, website where they kind of put the shirt up for sale. Uh, or they revealed the number, probably inadvertently. They took it down straight away. Uh, but of course, they gave the game away there. So uh, Martin Erdegaard, welcome to Arsenal. He'll be wearing the number 11 shirt. Um, yeah, I, like I've said on previous shows, you know, I don't really want to kind of repeat myself too much, but it feels like this is a good signing in terms of uh, in terms of the fit. You know, you look at him, he's someone who's young, someone with a point to prove, someone who plays in a position in which we've had some issues this season. You know, we know Emil Smith-Rowe has stepped up to the plate now and we expect Emil Smith-Rowe uh, to go on and progress further. But in in bringing in Odegaard, we've brought in not just a, an alternative option, but we've brought in some really good competition for Emil Smith-Rowe. You know, this kid's been training with Real Madrid for years and years. I'm sure he'll bring something to the table. I'm sure Emil Smith-Rowe can learn from him and I'm sure he can learn the other way around as well. He, he did an interview with the club. Uh, he described it as a, amazing to be here. Uh, he spoke about the hectic days uh, over the last week or so where, where this deal has been kind of being thrashed out behind the scenes. Uh, he found Mikel Arteta very appealing by the sounds of it. He said that this was a really good chance and he really likes the project that Arsenal are undergoing. He talked about the importance of the conversation he had with Mikel Arteta and for all the, the criticisms that have come Mikel's way, this season, what you can't deny is that he has a pull on players, you know, and I think if you cast your mind back to when he took the Arsenal job, when he became the manager and lots of us were kind of like, hmm, is this the right thing? And then his first press conference, he completely blew us away because he talked such a good game and it feels like his ability to talk such a good game to the players 
is starting to to help us get in the players we want. You know, Gabriel came in despite a number of clubs being interested in him. Thomas Partey uh, was convinced to come as well uh, by Mikel Arteta. Now Martin Odegaard and all of these players have spoken of the influence that Mikel's had. Aubameyang signing a new contract again off the back of conversations with Mikel Arteta. So whether you think he, he manages the club right, whether you think he uh, necessarily backs that talk up on the football pitch, he certainly does uh, talk a good game. And and you're seeing that payoff in, in some of the transfers that we're bringing in. Yeah, you know, there've been some transfers under Mikel that haven't really worked out. Yeah, there've been um, some that have been a little bit less kind of overwhelming, less exciting, you know, talking about, and, and no disrespect to him, the signing of Matty Ryan, it was kind of like, yeah, well, it was good business, but but that's it. I'd say the same about the, the signing with Cedric at the time when that happened. Yeah, decent bit of business, but it's not groundbreaking. It's not something that as fans you're going to get sort of uh, really excited about. So, yeah, you know, there's there's ups and downs, of course, but I feel like um, I feel like uh, I feel like Mikel Arteta is is able to persuade people of the project he's doing here, whether he can deliver that, whether he can deliver the kind of standards that he sets in the way he talks remains to be seen. But in terms of him talking a good game and persuading people that Arsenal is a club they want to join, he's doing a good job in that. You cannot deny that. Uh, Let's say a big hello to everybody joining us a little bit later on. How are you doing? Uh, Welcome. Uh, Lots of you talking about the win last night and we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, in a little bit, we'll go through what Mikel had to say regarding some of the players' um, individual performances. Big hello to Thomas, who's one of our members and joins us from Norway. Uh, he says he knows Erdegaard well. He's followed him since 2014-15. He says he has a sensitive passing foot and opens up the game for the strikers. Well, that is exactly uh, what we want to see, isn't it? Uh, that is exactly what we want to see. Um Let's uh, let's go through a, a little bit more of, of kind of Martin Odegaard's first interview. He talked about uh, the impact that Danny Ceballos um, that Danny Ceballos had. You know, of course, the pair were together at Real Madrid. He held discussions with Ceballos uh, before agreeing to come to London, and Ceballos apparently had nothing but good things to say about the club and the manager. And and that's quite interesting, actually, because of course, Ceballos hasn't always found himself in Mikel Arteta's starting lineup particularly since uh, Thomas Partey arrived. You know, for a while we had that pivot of Ceballos and Xhaka. That was the go-to for Mikel. And and that's kind of changed and developed, hasn't it, uh, in recent times. And now it's very much Granite Xhaka and Partey when they're both available. So, you know, Ceballos is unlikely to be at the club beyond the end of this season. But it's nice to know that he's kind of on board with what Mikel's doing and and that he was willing to, to talk someone like Erdegaard round into joining us. Uh, He also spoke about the fact that he did visit the club when he was 15 years old. Now, there was a lot of rumours about that at the time. Now it's come straight from the horse's mouth. Martin Odegaard revealed that when he was 15 years old, prior to joining Real Madrid, he did come to Arsenal. He did train with Arsenal. He did visit the club. And he said that he got a really good feeling about the club. But obviously, he took the decision at the time to join Real Madrid. And I, I, you know, how can you begrudge him doing that? Real Madrid are the biggest football club in the world and and they have an appeal right across the globe. So I don't for a second blame uh, Martin Odegaard for doing that. But one way or another, even if it was, uh, what, I don't know, seven years too late, we've managed to get our player in the end. So 
Martin Odegaard is joining Arsenal on loan until the end of the season. Lots of you have been asking me about the possibility of this turning into a permanent deal. And as it stands right now, there is no option to buy. There is nothing in the loan deal uh, that suggests a, a permanent deal is on the table. But, uh, and I don't want to give it away too much, but we know that Real Madrid may... Um, I don't want to say I don't want to give it away. What I mean is I don't want to get hopes up. But we know that Real Madrid could consider coming to the table if uh, if they feel that a deal is there to be done and the player's happy and they're happy to let him go, maybe raise some funds and Arsenal happy to do it, then you could see uh, this deal turn into a permanent one. So although there's no obligation to buy, no option to buy in the loan contract, that doesn't mean that it's definitely off of the table. We're going to have to see how the situation develops. We know that football's been hit by the COVID-19 crisis very hard uh, in terms of financially. We know that Real Madrid, uh, for all their might in the European game over the years, they're one of the clubs that are, are struggling uh, quite a bit. Uh, so we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to wait and see on that. And, and Liam Gardner says, uh, would they promote the shirt of a player only on loan for six months? It's an interesting question, but I think, you know, what we know about more than football is that they want to make as much money as they possibly can. And at a time where uh, the, the the revenue is is significantly less because of everything that's going on, I think Arsenal are just trying to drum up some extra business, to be honest. I don't think uh, that is their, that is a kind of, I don't think that is a, an indication of, of the fact that a deal is on the cards. I just think that, you know, they're just trying to sell shirts. It's as simple as that. Uh, but it's an interesting point And, you know, I guess the the proper question, the real question should be, would the fans buy a shirt of a player only lo on loan on six, for six months? Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell on that one. Um, obviously delighted that he's joined and happy that we've got it over the line. We knew the deal was done yesterday, but of course, as I said to you guys uh, during our coverage of the Southampton game, I didn't expect there to be an announcement on a match day. Uh, it was always going to be today or tomorrow. Uh, we knew that it was coming this week. Um, and I'm delighted to say that it's been done now and uh, he's got some time to to train with a team now. You know, it would have been today, um, Thursday, Friday, ahead of the Man United game. He can get a few sessions in with a team and hopefully uh, if Emil Smith-Rowe is uh, going to be a bit of a doubt, we know he's got an injury problem, then uh, maybe we might see uh, Martin Odegaard come straight into the side. Let's see. Um, let's discuss a little bit about Mikel Arteta's uh, post-match press conference. Now, we bought you... Uh, a post-match reaction show after the game, after we finished our watch-along. But of course, um, we hadn't had Mikel Arteta's press conference at that point. So we were talking about the game, giving our initial thoughts, our initial reaction, um, you know, to that. But we we didn't have Mikel Arteta's full press conference transcript to go through. So we're going to discuss a little bit about that now. But before I do that, I'm, I can see there's a lot of questions coming in the chat box. So let's pick up some of those. Uh, don't forget, Smash the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And if you're interested in becoming a member of the channel and getting access to our members-only content, uh, as well as some other perks like our Discord server and other bits and pieces, click on the link in the description. It will take you to a page where you can see the three tiers available and you can decide which, if any of those, appeal to you. We'd love to have you. So if you're considering it, check it out. Um Kai Hin says, uh, Harry, do you think there is more behind this deal than just a loan? He got the number 11 now. Maybe it's not that deep, but giving a loan player the 11 seems like there is something. You know, there's a few of you kind of suggesting in the chat that 
that maybe there's already an agreement in place. You know, there may be a gentleman's agreement that we don't know about, but to my understanding, there is nothing official in place that suggests a deal um, that would bring Martin Odegaard to Arsenal on a permanent basis right now uh, is on the cards. It, it is very much a straightforward loan deal. That is the terms that were agreed by Arsenal and Real Madrid. And if it if the situation develops, you know, I'm not ruling out a permanent deal, but right now I can't say with my hand on my heart that I genuinely believe, uh, you know, that is heading in that direction. Not at this point, not at this stage. Giving him the number 11, it's not that big of a deal because the, the shirt number is vacant. You know, if, if, if you're talking about moving it off of someone else to give it to him, then that's different, you know. But the shirt number 11 is vacant at Arsenal at the moment. Lucas Torreiro had it previously is out on loan for the season. So between now uh, and May, that shirt number is available. So yeah, I, I don't think there's that. I don't think we should be reading into that too much, I guess, um, is my key point. Another interesting point, actually, is um, is the fact that he spoke so well in his interview, he spoke such good English. Obviously, that is going to help him settle in uh, at Arsenal quicker than some others. You know, we know that language barriers can be a problem. Uh, just ask Unai Emery. We know that Nicolas Pepe is someone who probably hasn't settled in as quickly as he should have or, or, or would have liked because of that as well. Uh, so I take encouragement from the fact that, um, you know, he is an English speaker. And as Jonas Yeva put it, he's an Anglo. Uh, Norwegians are Anglophiles, i.e. they are very aware of the English culture. Um, they, they watch English football. They they speak English very well. So it shouldn't be um, an issue. Shouldn't be an issue uh, in terms of him, uh, you know, in terms of him uh, coming in and um, and settling in and, and getting up and running quickly. Yes, the style of football is different. Yes, the pace in the Premier League and the intensity with which games are played will be very, very different to what he's been used to. Uh, but I think that's something he can adapt to. So I'm not majorly worried about that. I just hope that the settling in process in terms of on the field uh, is 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 as quick as it can be because we haven't got him for very long. And, you know, I, I spoke about the fact that I don't think he'll have trouble settling in with the culture, but obviously the on, on field stuff is, is another issue in itself. And fingers crossed, it doesn't prove to be too much of an issue. Uh, Giovanni Bergantino, one of our members, he says, people are really clutching at straws with the whole number 11 promoting shirts. So Bio's got number eight and he defo isn't staying. Yeah, it's a good point. You know, the shirt number to me um, doesn't really mean mean a great deal. Um, and as I said, the shirt number's vacant anyway. It's not like they've said to an, a, a, an existing squad player, we need your shirt number because we've got a big star coming in and we need to brand him in the right way. So yeah, um, yeah. I know, I know some of you and, and Melons points it out in the chat, his comments on him potentially starting, uh, potentially staying are not based solely on the shirt number thing. And I get that, but I, I do agree with Giovanni that the shirt number thing is not an, uh, not a thing and shouldn't be made uh, into one. Uh, Martin Run says, uh, Odegaard to score the winner against United. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> Yassir Ahmed says, do you think he should start if Emil Smith-Rowe is not fit? Yeah, you know, why not? Um, why not? We brought him into playing that position. So why not? Uh, you know, obviously there's the whole, um, you know, how fit is he? You know, that's a question because he's not played a great deal of football this season. Will Mikel Arteta feel like he needs more time to get up to speed? I hope not, because as I say, with it being such a short term loan deal, you, 
you, you haven't really got time to hang about. You haven't really got time to wait for him to to get into his stride. You'd imagine that he's in the right condition. Um, and hopefully three, four training sessions, whatever it is between now and that game against Manchester United will be enough uh, for Martin Odegaard to uh, to get up to speed and, and play a part on Saturday, especially if Emil uh, Smith-Rowe is, um, is, uh, is not quite ready. Uh, let's go through Mikel's press conference because he spoke about Emil Smith-Rowe. That was the kind of first point. So I want to uh, touch on that um, from the press conference last night. He said... Uh, he was injured for the game in the FA Cup, so he wasn't available, clarifying that that's why he was left at home. He said, we knew that he probably could not play the whole game today. He has some muscular discomfort, so he had to come off again. Um, not great, is it? Not great news. And and the problem is that this seems to be a common thing with Emil Smith-Rowe, and that is why, or partly why, we needed to go out and get another attacking midfield player because we cannot unfortunately rely uh, on the fitness of Emil Smith-Rowe right now which is a real shame because the talent is there and when he's fit and firing he's as good as anybody you know I think he's brilliant but that that is a concern and you can understand why Arsenal have moved to bring in uh, another similar player uh, on Thomas Partey and Kieran Tierney he said from Saturday just to make it clear we had five players who were not available to play. We made seven changes and five of them were because they were not ready to play the game. Kieran Tierney was one of them and Thomas was another. And you could see today that he could not last for 60 minutes. So we have to manage those players to protect them. Sometimes they are not fit, but I cannot explain every single day how every player is feeling. Um, on whether Partey had cramp, he said, we don't know. Uh, he was feeling some discomfort. Hopefully it's nothing, but he was struggling. So yeah, look again, Thomas Partey, another one who was out for a while, rushed back, uh, brought back into the side because we desperately needed him the first time, went off injured again, comes back. And now we've got to be careful. It's as simple as that. When you're talking about Thomas Partey, Emil Smith-Rowe and Kieran Tierney, you are talking about three players who are pivotal, absolutely pivotal to this team. You cannot afford to take risks on their fitness. You cannot afford to mess around with them. If they're not 100% ready, they can't be playing games. You know, Mikel, he put his eggs in in, in the Premier League basket this week, didn't he? Because uh, he didn't throw the game. You know, he didn't, um, you know, he, he didn't throw the game. He made changes. And to say those players were completely unavailable would be would be wrong because, of course, many of them came on as substitutes. Thomas Partey certainly did um, in the game on Saturday. But the point I'm trying to make is if he knew he could only risk them in one, he chose the Premier League game. And I think in, in the performance that we saw last night from Arsenal and the fact that a couple of those players have kind of broken down again, I think he was vindicated in, in leaving them out on Saturday. I said it on the the post-match podcast last night, and I stick by that point. I think it was the right decision. Um, fingers crossed with Thomas Partey is just cramp because, um, you know, uh, that that's something that will pass relatively quickly. Um, on whether Kiarantini could return for Man United, he said, I don't know. He wasn't available against Southampton in the cup. He was injured. He's still injured today. Let's see how he progresses for the game against United. So no indication as to whether uh, Kiarantini is any... Uh, it is in it stands a chance, I guess, of of coming into that game 
against Manchester United on Saturday. With regards to Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he said there's no uh, update. He said he loves how the, the players support each other and how they protect each other. Obe is having a difficult time. We we're all behind him and this win is for him. And you saw it in a couple of the goal celebrations, didn't you? Um, you know, you saw it in a couple of the goal celebrations that uh, the team were behind him, that the team were backing him, um, that the team were kind of thinking of him. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going on. I've said it time and time again. I don't really want to speculate on what's going on in someone's personal life because anything I tell you would be me guessing. And, you know, if this is a really serious situation, it's not It's not fair to do that. It's not right to do that. Uh, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to sit here and guess what is going on uh, with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. When, we, when, when the time is right, I'm sure we'll find out. But until then... Just, just understand that it's it's obviously something quite serious. It's obviously something to do uh, with his family, which is obviously more important than football. There's no doubt about that. So leave him to it. Um, and, and when he's ready, he'll return. I'm sure. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at in terms of of Mikel Arteta's updates. As I said, you know, Martin Odegaard is back. He's uh, back. Has signed finally. It feels like. Uh, we already had him because we've been talking about him for so long, so many days, as we always seem to do uh, with Arsenal uh, players when they're coming in. We always talk about, um, you know, the fact that that uh, we're, we're closing in on someone and it feels like it always takes days for that to get done, for that to get over the line. Uh, so obviously delighted with um, with the fact that that is done now and, and he will be available, of course, for the game against Manchester United. We expect at the weekend... He talked a little bit about who he's idolised uh, from Arsenal in years gone by. He mentioned Cesc Fabregas, and, and I completely agree with that. You know, fantastic player, particularly for someone who plays in that position. Uh, you can understand uh, why he he would have looked up to Cesc. Really good going forward. Great creator. Got a fair share of goals as well. Really classy footballer, Cesc Fabregas. I know it didn't end in the way we'd have loved, but, you know, I, I thought he was... Um, I thought he was a, a fantastic Arsenal player. And once you get over the kind of hurt of him doing what he did, kind of, you know, uh, essentially engineering a move away from Arsenal Football Club, you kind of sit there and you think back and you remember all the good times. And there were lots and lots of good times with Cesc Fabregas. What a player. Uh, and I'm not surprised that uh, our new signing is, uh, is, uh, is in awe of him and, and looks up to him as a footballer. Right, let's get some of your questions in the live chat. Get them in. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't, make sure that you uh, you hit the like button. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. And if you want to become a member of the channel, click on the link in the description and you'll get some uh, more information on that. You can sign up. And you know what? Because um, because we're in a, the membership scheme is still very new. Um, and it's still, you know, it's still, um, it's still developing. It's still something that I want to improve. It's still something that I want to, um, you know, take up to another level. And, and I fully appreciate the support, uh, that you guys uh, have given me so far. It's, it's amazing. Thank you so much. But what I'm going to do, and I've, I run it by the existing members because I want to make sure everybody's cool with it. Uh, before we do it, we're going to release, our uh, interview with Jonas Yeva, Norwegian and Spanish football expert. Um, 
regarding Martin Odegaard and what he'll bring to the team. You can even find out how to pronounce his name properly, not how I'm doing it. Uh, we'll be releasing that today uh, at 5 p.m. So for non-members, you can have a look at that and that will give you an insight as to the type of members content uh, we're going to be bringing uh, to our to our members. And that way you can get a better understanding of what the proposition entails and whether or not you want to sign up. So I'm going to release that at 5 p.m today uh for the non-members uh so you guys can check that out uh what else have we got um let's see actually do you know what uh jahar in the chat says that he, he became a member today do you know what unless i'm unless you sign up while i'm live i don't get a notification so let me go in there and just check what's going on because i want to obviously thank uh, the new members on air uh let's go over there and have a look into the uh memberships page uh yes uh, we got another two new members uh, since last night when i logged off uh, so a big thank you to olusola oduntan and to jasha josia thank you guys uh, for signing up really really appreciate uh, your support thrilled thank you uh, and welcome on board make sure that you um you go over to the uh you go over to the community tab or the membership tab and you click on the uh the discord link and come and join us in the discord server as well so we can talk arsenal with you uh but as i said i've already sort of run it by the members in the discord server because i wanted to make sure that everybody was happy with that but what i'm going to do uh, to give you guys an idea of what our membership content is like i'm gonna i'm gonna release uh release the the membership uh video so that you guys can see that and uh, decide if you like it or not uh ashton says want to become a member but can't because i'm on an ipad and says i can't it doesn't work on an ipad mate uh from what i'm told it works on a phone and it works on a computer um so yeah unfortunately it doesn't work on an ipad i don't know why that is but i've been told by others that it doesn't welcome jashar um he, i know he's in the chat right now uh, and welcome uh to olusola as well thank you uh so much for your support of the channel Right, let's get back to some of your questions um, and see what you guys uh, are saying. Uh, Ashton Oliver says, could Erdogan be our Alexis? Very similar in flair and quality. If he has half the impact that Alexis uh, Sanchez did at the Emirates Stadium, then that would be some loan signing, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, uh, he's um, he's someone that could certainly influence games like I don't want to really compare him to Alexis. I, I get what you're saying about the, the kind of flair bit, but I see him as slightly different. I don't see him as being as necessarily tenacious as, as Alexis, as robust, if you like. Uh, but he certainly has the quality to do damage in and around the penalty area. So, yeah, um, really looking forward to, to seeing what he could do. Uh, Wesbird says, uh, are you concerned that our players seem to be getting recurring injuries? I am a little bit. I am a little bit because it's it's really key players and it seems like they can't shake them off at the moment. I know the games are coming thick and fast. I know that this season is a lot more demanding than seasons gone by and I'm completely understanding of that. But it is obviously a worry when, you, um, when you're seeing key players breaking down time and time again. You know, Thomas Partey, prior to joining Arsenal, had a really good fitness record, comes to the Emirates and all of a sudden uh, he, he's constantly breaking down, which is obviously a, a concern and at a time where money's difficult to come by for Arsenal, to to go and spend £45 million on a player like they did in Thomas Partey and have to be without him a lot of the time is obviously um, obviously a massive disadvantage. Uh, Mohamed says, my heart broke, said when Harry said hit 
my heart broke when Harry said hit instead of smash the like button. Smash it then. If you prefer to smash it, smash it. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got. Balthazar says, I really like your channel, Harry. No BS or clickbait. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate your kind words. Um, going back to yesterday's performance, Ab says, great performance yesterday. Partey improves whoever he plays alongside in midfield. Yesterday, Xhaka was more positive with his passes and could have had another assist from the lack of chance. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, it was a, a really good chance. Uh, SDQ's just subscribed. Thank you so much. Uh, according to Mohammed, the AFC Bell says Partey is okay. I think it was crap. It looked like cramp. Um, kind of just watching in. Uh, if that is the case, um, then, you know, he should be okay for the weekend. Fingers crossed. Uh, he will be because, of course, we're going to have to contend with the likes of Bruno Fernandes at the weekend. Uh, so it'll be... Uh, imperative that we have our best midfield in my opinion available uh rory says do you think we will still get a left back this window honestly no um you know i've had no indication that that a deal is close for anyone you know i i keep saying this but the key word here is opportunity you know if the right opportunity presents itself i'm sure arsenal will move for a left back but i would probably argue that the recent performances of cedric in that position have not remove the need for Arsenal to go and get a left back, but I think they, those performances will mean it's a less urgent thing than it might have been, say, maybe a week ago. You know, I genuinely do believe that. I think he's shown that he can do the role. He did it very comfortably last night. I know he's going to play against better sides than Southampton. But yeah, I, I think he would have gone a long way in persuading Mikel that he can fill that hole for a little bit if if it's really needed. So uh I'm not expecting one to come in right now, but that's not to say it won't happen. Uh, you know, as I said, Arsenal are exploring the possibility of bringing in uh, another uh, another left back. Let's see uh, if that happens or not. If the right thing comes along, if a deal can be done, I'm sure it will be. But I'm not majorly confident of that happening. No, I'm not. Uh, Xander says, smash the like, subscribe if you're new. And if you enjoy the content, consider being a member and unlock additional content and perks. Yep, yeah, that's right. Just to be clear, although we're going to unlock our membership video um, today, talking about Martin Erdegaard, going to unlock it at 5pm um, to give you guys a bit of insight. It is because we are at the very beginning of our membership program, and I want to let the non-members get a bit of a taster of what it is they're going to get. But going forward, that will not be the case. So don't feel like if you have signed up, like everybody else is just going to be getting that content anyway. It's not going to be the case. Um, we're going to release a select few over the course of the season, uh, just as a kind of uh, an example of what the membership brings you. Uh, but obviously, as members, you'll always have first access to that. And uh, most of the, the members' content will not go uh, into the public domain. Uh, so thank you. Uh, Mr. Rory says, as Mr. Judge has sent his apologies yet. No, him and Dan, they kind of, uh, they kind of dodged giving an actual apology by just uh, praising the Arsenal performance last night. But it's what I expected, to be honest. <laughs> uh, let's see what else you guys uh, are saying. Uh, Talawa Shaw with a random question, but a nice question. I like this one. He says, what was the best game you ever attended at the Emirates in terms of atmosphere? Oh, there's been a few hot North London derbies. Some of those five twos, if you remember back to those, were brilliant. But if you ask me what my two favourite moments at the Emirates Stadium probably were, and, and these are just to me personally, you know, I know there, there'll be lots of contenders here. 
one of them was actually, do you remember that win against Leicester City the, the year they won the Premier League title? I think it was the 15-16 season. Do you remember Danny Welbeck's late goal, the header? Um, I remember that going in and literally ending up a couple of rows further forward than I was meant to be. Um, unbelievable that day that the, the stadium completely erupted. What an atmosphere. And the other one that sticks out to me, that's probably my favourite Emirates goal. Um, and again, it wasn't against Man United. It wasn't against Spurs or anything like that. It was just for the, you know, just, it was just a magical night. It was the night we beat Barcelona uh, when Sami and Nasri burst down the right-hand side after Fabregas's defence-splitting pass. He cut it back to the edge of the box. And I just remember... Oh, Shavin running in from nowhere from the left-hand side and just striking the ball so cleanly and it, and it just kind of driving past Victor Valdez in the Barcelona goal. He had no chance of stopping it whatsoever. That was just vintage Arsene Wenger counter-attacking football and it got us a massive result and that was incredible. Thrilling atmosphere, thrilling football. Um an actual delight to watch a great team like Barcelona play at the Emirates Stadium as well. Lionel Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets. The night was just the full package for me. An Arsenal win, a great performance, you know, and of course, getting to see some of the finest players in the world. Brilliant. Um, what else have we got? Uh, just uh, going through some of your comments here. Um Dayal asks, do you think he'll be as a central attacking midfielder or right wing? I'm assuming you're talking about our new signing. I think he will, I think he will play through the middle. I think that's what he's been brought in to do. Obviously, he offers that option of being able to play from the right as well. Uh, likes to cut in on that left foot of his, but I'm pretty certain that the, the reason he was brought in was to play in that sort of number 10 style role. And I think that's where he's going to play. Um, I'm not, that's not to say he won't ever play from a wider position. Uh, but I, I do think he will um, he will more likely uh, be used in a central role. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Liam says, uh, got me nostalgic for actually having fans in the stadium. Now, mate, I cannot tell you how much I can't wait to get back. But do you know what? I went back. I've been back twice in lockdown. Um, once as as a as a member of the press. Um, and once as a fan, the, the first game we were allowed back in, the Rapid Vienna game, I was one of the lucky 2000 that was in the stadium. And, you know, yeah, it was great to be back in the stadium. And there was actually a bit more of an atmosphere than I expected, given there was only, uh, you know, 2000 people in the ground. But what I will say is it wasn't the same. You know, it wasn't the same. And, and you know, I, w I went with a mate and we had to sit two seats apart and you couldn't really chat about the game properly. And it, yeah, it, it wasn't the same. And uh, look, I'm all for us getting back in there as soon as possible. But the quicker we can do it uh, with the big numbers again and, and all of that, the better. Because you really realise how how much of a, you know, kind of great experience that is when you when it's taken away. And maybe I took it for granted a little bit because I am a season ticket holder and I you know, I don't, I know that I'm all the home games for sure. I'm, I'm there and it's not an issue and I don't even have to think about it, but yeah, you, you do take that for granted a little bit. And I think this whole scenario in the world has made us realize that actually we take a lot of things for granted. Unfortunately, football uh, is one of them. And uh, we, we, now that we've seen that kind of taken away in a sense, it is, it is heartbreaking. We're lucky that football continues in some fashion because 
at least it gives us something to concentrate on something to focus on um you know we 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 haven't always had that in the first lockdown we didn't have football and i found that really really hard to to cope with um but yeah uh yeah can't wait to get back in there for sure um uh, Harry Land says he went to the Burnley at home game and it was really weird. Hard to shout abusive messages to the opposition when you have a mask on. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, JG uh, says that Pepe was great yesterday, going back to last night's game. He, he certainly was. I thought Nicolas Pepe was was one of Arsenal's outstanding players. I really enjoyed uh, seeing him playing on the left-hand side. I thought what was really good was when he... Um, you know, when he plays on the right, he's a little too predictable in the sense that he always cuts inside. And so I thought that him playing on the left, he'd be very predictable and, and constantly go on the outside. But he didn't, you know, he varied it up and I really enjoyed his display. I like the way he linked up with uh, Cedric. Slack defending for for the goal, uh, for the Southampton goal, of course. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but I thought overall he was very, very good. Uh, looked very confident. The goal obviously massively helped him in that sense. And I hope he continues in the side because I think Pepe needs to play regular football. He's one of those players, I say it all the time, that that needs to feel the love and the trust of the manager in order to deliver. He delivered last night uh, in a Premier League game away to a very good side. And, and that should be the basis upon which he kind of kicks his Arsenal career into gear now. So looking forward to seeing him in the next game. Um... Xander makes a good point. Do you think Pepe's defensive work yesterday will endear him to Arteta rather than his goal? Yeah, he did lots of defensive uh, work yesterday. And that is, I think, something that Mikel probably felt he was maybe lacking in previously. So to to show that side of his game obviously would have done him uh, the world of good in, in the manager's eyes. So yeah, uh, looking forward uh, to seeing him play more for sure. What else have we got here? Um uh, Joe Musashi points out that he actually ran on the shoulder for once. I want to see him do more of, the, more of that. Yeah, he did. He did it for the goal, didn't he? Um, he got onto the kind of last man and he, when the pass came through, he was on hand. He got his body in front of the defender really well, got himself in a position where he could, um, you know, could finish. And he finished expertly, put it into that bottom corner, showed actually Alexander Lacazette how it's done, who missed a, you know, a really... Uh, a uh, good chance early doors in the game inside a minute, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, thankfully uh, we managed to, uh, we managed to turn the game around and, and get away with uh, all three points. Um, let's go back to the live chat, the overlord of procrastination. <laughs> I love that name. He says, I thought Laka was fantastic, chased every damn thing. It was like prime Ian rush up front and he got a goal immense. Yeah. Laka was, was really good. The only kind of black mark on his performance would have been that, that miss, um, but he got his goal in the end and, and contributed to a very good, I thought, Arsenal performance. Football Capo says Harry Choo Choo Simi. I don't, I don't get that. I'm not sure what that means. Please explain. <laughs> explain, please. Uh, yeah. Um, JG's a little bit worried about Gabriel Martinelli. He says no goals since his return from injury. I think you've got to be patient with with Gabriel Martinelli. It's gonna take time. You know, it's it's going to take time um, before we see Gabriel Martinelli back at his best. You've got to remember how serious the injury he had was. You've got to remember how serious the, um, you know, 
uh, knee injuries can be. You've got to remember that it takes time to recover. Look how long it's taken Hector Bellerin to get. And some will argue he's still not got back to that level, but to get back to close to that, to close to your peak. Um, I think mentally an injury like that takes its toll. Do you pull out of challenges that maybe once upon a time you would have gone into? You know, there's all those things to consider. But Gabriel Martinelli is still very young. The ceiling is very high for him. And um, I think it's very important, more important at the moment that we manage him right than necessarily, you know, seeing the best of him. What I mean by that is, I mean, I think it's more important now that we manage his fitness in the right way then it is worrying about his goal return. That's the way I see it. I think right now it's still about rehabilitation for Gabriel Martinelli. I know he's playing matches now, but it's a long way back. It's a long road back. And and that road has not ended, unfortunately, just yet. So urge a little bit of patience with Martinelli. You will come good. We know he's got the ability. We know he's got the desire. Uh, so yeah, no, no worries on my side there. Big thank you to Paul Nell for your very kind uh, super chat donation. Thank you so much, mate. He says... Starting the fridge fundraising. Cheers, Harry, and thanks for the content. No, thank you, mate. And it'll definitely go towards the fridge fund. Uh, we need to get a fridge and a kettle in here because I cannot be bothered to walk back across the garden every time. It's a nightmare. I'd like to put a toilet in here as well, but I think that'll cost a little bit too much. <laughs> you probably didn't want to know that, but it is what it is. You got to go. You got to go. Uh, let's see what else uh, we've got here in terms of your. Uh, your questions. Uh, Football Capo says, uh, with Saka making the right wing position his own, Pepe looks more comfortable on the left wing with a proper defender behind him. Can he overcome Martinelli and Oba when fit? Well, if he's playing the way he did last night, there's no reason for him to be left out of the side. You know, he's, he's doing really well and competition within the squad is healthy. You know, we know that uh, given Arsenal's Europa League involvement as well. There's still going to be plenty of games for everybody to play this season. We've seen that because the games are coming so thick and fast, rotation is key. Um, it, it needs to be done. Um, it, you know, it, it, rotation is key. It's going to have to happen. Um, and the more options you have, the better. Uh, look, Pepe, for me, did really well. But the whole point of having competition and having a squad is that when players are going through a bit of a dip, you can change them. And um, yeah, I think he should continue. I think he's um, he's earned that right. I don't know if he will continue, if he will play in the side on Saturday. Um, but yeah, for me, you finally tap into what's good about Nicolas Pepe. You finally get him playing to a certain level. To then drop him, I feel, would be like a proper kick in the balls. And I, and I don't want to see that happen to him because I think, as I said, I think confidence is fragile when it comes to Nicolas Pepe. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Xander says 400 plus watching live. So please smash those like buttons up. Yes, please do. There's no reason why we can't hit at least a couple of hundred likes. Let's go for 250 actually, uh, seen as we've got 450 of you watching, uh, on YouTube at this moment in time. So please uh, make sure you smash the like button if you haven't already. Don't forget, if you want to become a member of the channel, click on the link in the description uh, and that will take you to our membership page and you can have a look at the tiers available and decide if you want to join up. Uh, Harry Land asks, is there a watch along for the United game? Unfortunately, there isn't. Um, 
unfortunately I have a job as well and I've got to work um, for the Man United game. I am commentating on the game for VSIN in the United States. I'll be joined by uh, in-play betting expert Nigel Seeley. He'll be giving uh, the best tips uh, live on air and I'll be, of course, bringing you commentary of the game. So unfortunately, I'm working for that one. I work the 5.30 slot um, every Saturday. So if there is a, an Arsenal game at 5.30, it means I won't be able to do a watch along. I do apologise because I've really enjoyed the last few. You know, they've been great. The numbers have been great. I've really enjoyed them and I enjoy interacting with all of you during them. So uh, don't worry. We will uh, we'll be doing um, lots of those uh, over the rest of the season, of course. But unfortunately, on, on uh, Saturday, I won't be able to just because I'm working. No other reason other than other than work. Uh, but there you go. Uh, what else have we got here uh, in terms of your comments? Um, Thomas asks, are you going to start interviewing fans right after football matches? think it will be good content. I can think of another channel that's done that. And that's why I kind of really don't want to go down the same route. Um, so, yeah, no, uh, it's not something I'll be doing. We'll continue our phone in shows. Uh, we need to get one in a diary, actually. It's just with with transfer uh with the transfer window being open, the calendar has been all over the bloody place. Um, so it's been a bit of a difficult one to get them in this month, but I'm sure we'll go back to, to normal uh, after the end of this week. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Paul Friedman says, how do we hear you in the States? Uh, if you uh, use iHeartRadio, you can find it from iHeartRadio or you can find it on the VSIN website. So if you go to vsin.com forward slash EPL, uh, you'll find it there. Um, and uh, yeah, we broadcast live there. Uh, so yeah, come and join me for that. I'd love to to have some of you on board. There is a bit of betting talk in the, in the commentary as well. I'm joined by Nigel Seeley, who does that side of it. Uh, but we do take you through the game. I do try and give you as best commentary as I can. And sometimes I've got to be honest, when Arsenal are involved, I do uh, let the, the a little bit of the bias slip through. I shouldn't do, but I do. Uh, big hello to Jordan as well, um, who joins us in the live chat. How you doing, mate? Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Ashton says, have you always supported Arsenal? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, didn't have a choice. My dad brainwashed me uh, from, from a kid. Yeah, I've always supported Arsenal. Went to my first game in 1996 um, against Borussia Gladbach in the UEFA Cup. Uh, that was my first Arsenal game. And uh, yeah, been an Arsenal man ever since. That's not going to change either. Uh, right. That brings me to the end of this live edition of the podcast. Uh, fire away in the live chat where you're joining us from. I'll give as many of you as I can a quick shout out before we go. Let us know where you're tuned in from, wherever it may be in the world. Don't forget, smash the like button if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel if new and why not sign up and become a member. Keep your eyes peeled for 5 p.m. We'll be releasing our Jonas Yeva interview, which is a bit of a deep dive into Arsenal's new signing, which is pronounced Martin Erdegaard. That's how you're supposed to say it, but you'll get uh, a little bit of information on that and, and a little bit more uh, guidance from Jonas on that video when that comes out at 5pm. So stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you to Wesbird. Uh, thank you to Melon joining us from Bristol, to Harry in Essex, to Yasir in Bangladesh to Paul in Philadelphia, to Michael in London, to Sunday in Nigeria, uh, to Marshall in Harlem, uh, to Gert, who's joined us from Earth. Brilliant. I didn't think you were a Martian or anything like that. <laughs> uh, big hello to Football Capo. I think, is that the Colombian flag? Maybe the Ecuadorian flag? Let me know. I'm not very good in my flags. Apologies. 
Uh, big hello to Ashton, to Moss in Bristol, to Prince in Australia, to Bernard in Kenya, to Paul in Seattle, um, and to everybody else joining us, wherever you may be. Thank you so much for tuning in to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. Cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.